And we're live right now from Detroit and the ATL is episode 37 of Everybody Mad, the live podcast. It's Thursday, January 28th, 2021, and day number eight of a brand new Biden administration. Good evening. How you doing? My name is Sid Lover. What's happening? I'm Kenya Kabeen. Thanks for checking out the Everybody Mad live podcast. What's going on with your tongue over there, man? My my bottom lip was kind of dry. I was at, uh, doing so you got to use some chapstick. I couldn't find it. Russian, like you know, since I executive produced and uh, technical produced the uh, show, uh, I got a whole lot more work uh, to be done. I just uh, love so how you. I, 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 I love how you. I love how you throw out the credentials, though. Just to let everybody know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we value your contribution too. I mean, I bring the. I feel like I bring the earthiness, the Earthy. super, the superstar talent, superstar. Superstar. Who know you? <laughs> Ashanti. Ash- <laughs> she don't even know herself. I know, right? Even as Keisha Cole. Ashanti was cool during her time in the early 2000s uh, when, when we was uh, back starting out radio, finishing up college and all this. Like, to me, that's her era and that's fine. But, like, hearing it now and putting her against Keisha Cole just was, to me, it was always a waste. So I never even gave it the amount of time. Like, I'd rather see Shirley Caesars versus, uh, like, uh, Dottie uh, Peoples. Peoples. Right. <laughs> right. I'd rather have a versus. I'd rather see, I'd rather see Trump versus Mitch McConnell. Like, I, like, like, I have no interest in Ashanti versus Keisha Cole, and I don't even know why they put it together anyway. And then, two, wasn't it canceled, like, 37 times before they even got around to it? Yeah, we're going we to talk all about that. So you all hold tight on that. We're going to talk more about the verses and everything that went down. Plus, we got a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, Trump's impeachment. We're going to talk about... Um, Crazy 19-year-olds. Yeah, like Kroger. like stunt queens down here in Atlanta, like pulling stunts, getting money out of Kroger's and everything. It's crazy. Right. The most I've considered stealing at Kroger is like when you go to self-checkout and you don't want to scan in every single item, like you might want to just... Scanning like every other, like that's the most. But yeah, we're gonna get into that. And plus, uh, we have some breaking news. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Because you be doing that too. <laughs> no, ain't ain't no two. Don't put me in that. I said, think about it. I said, think about it. Like you know, I'm saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and 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 convicted by the blood of the Lamb. And uh, I don't steal. I don't still either, but sometimes when I'm just ringing stuff up in that self checkout thing, and if it misses, I'll just throw it in the bag. Like this is what I feel. I don't really work there, so from now on, every yeah. single self checkout that you go to, you get an opportunity to either get you a discount or you can just get something for free. No, no, that's because a stimulus right there. I mean, I like that, but you know, the whole purpose of that was just to get y'all up out of Kroger faster so that's why they did the self-checkout but we helping they bottom line that's my point i don't work there so because i'm doing work shouldn't i get paid for the work that i'm doing (laughs) you are crazy man yo let us know your comments man you can actually leave your comments on the everybody mad live podcast um jump online with us tonight let us know what's your thoughts on all these hot topics that we're talking about solo.2 slash everybody mad also shouts out to everybody checking us out on all of our platforms where you can check out podcasts whether it's facebook uh apple um iHeartMedia, Spotify, YouTube. Shouts out to everybody listening right now live, man. Uh, and also big ups to Amber checking us out. LaShawn, 
Michael McKenzie down in Georgia. Shouts out to everybody, man. Hey, Thanks hey, hey. Our live show. Uh, if you want to comment too, that's solo.to slash everybody mad. You can always go into there. That's the green room as well. So you can listen to the show from there. And if you want to uh, jump in and be a part of the conversation right from uh, that uh, part of it and give your live feedback, you can always do so too. So we got you right there. All righty. But yeah, yeah. Uh, let's start out because we got some sad, sad breaking news that just kind of uh, broke both of our hearts uh, when we heard it. So let's let, let's get it started. No, no, I'm sorry. Take a drink of water first and then let's get it started. Oh, I thought you were about to play a clip. My bad. So, yeah, well, I, the, it's the sad news is that Cicely Tyson has passed. And, you know, I just oh, I cannot believe this. She is an icon, an amazing actress. She has Academy Awards, Emmys. I mean, she's such a phenomenal, phenomenal queen. We truly lost a gem. We truly lost a gem. Yeah. Yeah, she was hanging on. I, uh, what I do appreciate about this, and I know we give uh, folks like Tyler Perry a lot of flack uh, for uh, some of his production and things like that, but I love how he continued to uh, uh, highlight her and use her and have have her a part of a lot of his productions. Um, so, like, I really do feel like this is one that we got it right. Like, we saw that, oh, yeah, she, uh, Cicely getting up in age now. Like, we need to give her flowers mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we say that a lot. Like, we don't show people the, the uh, right amount of t- attention and uh, support and love and things like that while they're living. And then we, we're always being dying on the car, on the casket when they uh, leave us. You know what I'm saying? But I think yeah. well by Shirley. C- well, ooh, I, why did I say Shirley? C- Cicely Tyson. Probably because of Cicely, Shirley, probably yeah. like that. But yeah, um, so, so short, Shorty just left a comment and said she's the mother of everything black excellence and i totally agree with you on that right there amber just said that she will always be a queen um i remember she just did this show on own that was real good said i forgot the name of it it was about a a couple out in la and cicely tyson was on the show this was probably like one of her last tv shows that she did last year Mm -hmm. uh cherish the day you all gotta go check out cicely tyson and cherish the day like her energy is so warm is so inviting and just again just you know just being who she is acting wise she is phenomenal i remember my my, my first Cicely tyson movie that i remember seeing when i was a kid was sounder do you remember that movie uh i don't you don't sounder because well i know that might be that's you were probably in your 20s when that came out right probably no, you're, you're much older than me now, you know no, you're much older than me. Like you, you are much well traveled and and uh, versed in things. Uh, so 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 unfortunately, I can't relate to you in this. Like that's why I'm just letting you continue on about those folks uh, who are part of your generation. Because boomers, like we we don't we don't respect boomers enough uh, because uh, you guys paved the way for us. So we need to make sure that we uh, pay homage uh, to the folks like uh, Cicely Tyson who lived along and Cloris Leachman. Uh, she's another one. Uh, Cloris died yesterday. Uh, so that's another one uh, who's very um, kind of uh, in your generation. Uh, she was, uh, how old was she? She was 82. Uh, so so she, she probably went to school with, with like you probably went to school with her kids because her kids are probably in, the, in their 60s. So yeah. Don't do so, it. Uh, thank you. Don't, don't do it, Sid. Don't. Just let it go. And, and but I am saying, like, look, like, be proud like, of your age. Oh, I am proud to be. I'm proud to be forty because I'm about to be forty three. Actually, uh, in a week, ain't it? Uh, I thought you we, were fifty three. 
come on now. Look at the skin. <laughs> Look at the skin. That's a lot of Mac. <laughs> you beat that face, man. Actually, it's with you. Hold on. That's, that's one of my products. <laughs> oh, man. But, but uh, look, look um, like 2020 it is like, well, 2021 is kind of being like 2020. You know, we lost a lot of people in 2020. Uh, so, like, uh, like my mind is thinking, like, yes. Betty White is looking at Cloris Leachman and she's looking at Cicely Tyson, like, oh, my Lord, like... <laughs> Betty White that made it out of 2020 and not 21. 2021 is looking for Betty White, I feel. It's like, hmm. <laughs> and I love Betty White, too. Please don't let, yeah. you know, I, all, put her in a bubble. Great, you said put her in a bubble? Exactly. Put her in a bubble. Please, put, put her, her in a bubble. Till we, uh, till we figure out this vaccine and all these variant mutant vac- uh, strains and all this extra stuff. That, like, like it's almost like we kind of figured out the virus and we figured out COVID and now they're like, uh, nope, now we got something else. Like we got super COVID, super mutant ninja COVID coming for us now. So they're talking about these new strands and I'm thinking, man, I already had the, the, the first batch of COVID. I don't want it no more. And everybody and they said you might be able to get it twice. Yeah. You might be able to get the second mutant strain. I'm done. People are getting COVID twice. I'm telling you, I don't want it again. I that shit, that shit is no joke. Yeah. Trust and believe. Okay, and uh, shouts out to uh, Shorty just said, uh, yeah, I'm thinking Betty White definitely, and he'll put Stevie and Smokey in the bubble too. <laughs> you can't forget about Stevie more than Smokey. And what about Bill Cosby too? He's getting up there too, man. I wish they would have let him out of jail. They need to let him out of jail. Did they ever put that white man, uh, the, the film producer, in jail? What, uh, what's, what's his name? Wiseman? Weinstein. Weinstein? I yeah. think so. Think oh, they so. did? Yeah. Well, they could let Bill Cosby out now. Yeah, they might as well. He ain't got much longer. But anyway, let's go ahead and jump off all these hot topics right here. And again, rest in peace to the late, great Cicely Tyson. All right. So let's go ahead and kick everything off. Hey, um, remember when there was talk about putting Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill, replacing former uh, president Andrew Jackson. Well, it is actually going to happen thanks to our new president, Joe Biden. The Obama administration announced the plan back in 2016. However, in 2019, the Trump administration said that the change would be delayed until at least 2028 due to technical issues. Now, if the change is made, Harriet Tubman will become the first black person to be placed on a U.S. paper currency. As you all know, the famed abolitionists freed thousands of slaves via the Underground Railroad. And there is a significance behind the $20 bill in Harriet. Back in 1899, lawmakers agreed to set Harriet's monthly military pension to $20 a month. She helped the Union Army during the Civil War as a spy, a nurse, and a laundry worker. A $20 payment at that time was equivalent to $530. So the question is, is it progression, honor, or is it disrespect to put her on the $20 bill? I feel like it's it's amazing, first of all, because she is an American. There has never been an African-American placed on a $20 bill, and I feel like our currency should reflect our country. So yes, she needs to be placed on the bill. Some people were saying that like they didn't want her to be on the bill because part of what she was trying to fight against and freeing was just uh, associating black people and slaves with currency because black people were not respected to be a part of 
uh, society, uh, like we were treated as um, a commodity. You know what I'm saying? So that's where uh, some of the woke folks are saying uh, that, like, they don't know why they're still proceeding with this. It should died when Trump killed it and didn't want it for his own reasons. So they're saying these are not really valid reasons to have it because it, this really does her and what she was trying to do more disrespect uh, than it does. And I get that. I get that. But like me, like I, I can't tell you the last time I saw a twenty dollar bill. Like my, like me, I deal in digital currency. Like I'm debit card everything. So like it's, it's like I get it. And like we don't want white men to be be the face of everything that we do. And so I get it from an optic standpoint. But like for me, like it doesn't really matter to me because I because because I'm like a like I don't use cash. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't either. I, I barely use it, but I still think that it would be a good look to have Harriet Tubman on the bill. I mean, you know, why not? You know, what I mean, either her or Obama. Yeah. But, you know, they're not going to put Obama on a bill. Nah. You know, it's, it's, it's too many, too many haters, too many race ass people out there. They they ain't going for that, even though he deserves to be put on the twenty dollar bill. But, yeah, let's go ahead and put Harriet Tubman on it. Why not? All right. Yeah, let us know your comments, Everybody Mad Live podcast. Thanks for checking us out, too. Now, as we all know, speaking of Trump, he's been impeached for a second time. Now, he was the only president to have been impeached twice and lost the popular vote twice. But the Democrats haven't forgotten that he tried to start a war against his own country on January 6th. His trial in the Senate is scheduled for February, and it will decide if he should be allowed to run for president ever again. One of his supporters is willing to testify. His name is Jacob Chansley of Arizona. This was the dude that was shirtless, carrying a spear, wearing a face paint, fur and horns during the whole riots that went down at the Capitol. He's a longtime Trump supporter and conspiracy theorist that's willing to tell that Trump supporters actually believe Trump's words when they were in it, when they were invited to go to the Capitol and fight like hell. Now, that's what that's what everybody's saying right now. So the question is said, should they continue with the impeachment, even though Trump lost the election and is already out of office? What's your thoughts on that, man? Yeah. What's the point of having laws if there are no consequences when you break that particular law? Like, right, like, like, like throw every law out, throw impeachment out, because if there are no consequences for like, like, like for like for doing something, then like, what's the point? And, and like, that's just the bottom line. And my thing is like. They just run the Trump so like how do y'all how are y'all still running and, and protecting the guy who lost the election? Made y'all lose seats that y'all ain't spoke. Y'all ain't never lost Georgia. Right. But he helped y'all lose Georgia. Y'all ain't never lost Arizona. But he <laughs> helped y'all lose Arizona. Y'all ain't never lost all these states that y'all supposed to win, but y'all still running to him with your head bowed and your eyes closed and kissing his ring. I like I don't understand. Like to me. That's terrorism. Terrorism is when you're scared to do the right thing when you know it's right. You know this man is wrong. You yeah. know this man ain't good for the country, but you scared because you don't want his crazy white supporters to bring out their guns and threaten your family and whatever else crazy stuff they're doing. But like that to me, I think black black folk been laughing and sniggling a little bit ever since January 6th because it's been like, we tried to tell you. <laughs> some crazy white folks out there. We've been trying to tell you uh, the police is infiltrated. We done tried to tell you that the FBI is infiltrated. We done tried to tell you that the military's like like black folk just sitting out there. Like, mm-hmm. Right. Some of the people who haven't been paying attention, like they're just like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Black people is like America is just showing up, showing itself to you what we've already seen. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Pretty much. Say so you just put it down right there on that right there. Let us know your comments. I see everybody's checking in tonight, and we really appreciate the love on that. Uh, let's see. Keeping it moving. Speaking of Trump, this Trump supporter right here, I'm, I'm going to let Seb play the video first, and then we're going to talk about this right here. A black Trump supporter. That's him. Okay. That's him. Uh, so this Trump supporter right here. He did have a comment. I was trying to uh, forward to his comment because he, uh, like, some people thought that, like, maybe he just kind of just got caught up and he uh, he was just there. And maybe he's not a supporter, but here's his words. Oh, let me hear this. Chinese, by globalists, by the Chinese, but America. I'm not here for Trump. I'm here for America. He said he's not here for Trump. He's like glassy eyed, like I can't see anything straight, but yeah. What was that white mouth though that he had? Like, what was that all about? That's the Proud Boys, the Make America. I, I don't know, but well, yeah, well, anyway, this dude right here, his name is Emmanuel Jackson, 20 year old black Trump supporter who aided in the Capitol attack. He's been denied bail after turning himself into police earlier this week. Now, this is the dude he was captured on video attacking police with a metal bat at the entrance of the Capitol. Meanwhile, most of the white folks that were riding have either been getting special treatment, like the one domestic terrorist who uh, actually requested organic food and the judge allowed it, or yeah. this chick right here. The female white rider, her name is Riley June Williams, allegedly stole House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's laptop with the intentions to sell it off to Russian intelligence. She was released from jail and placed on house arrest. Now, the feds have arrested over 200, I'm sorry, over 120 rioters so far, and they are still continuing to charge people who participate in the Capitol riots. But <laughs> the black dude is getting a dose of America, KKK, you oh yeah, it's all in, and uh, they actually caught some footage of um, Mr. Uh, Emmanuel. Uh, he was swinging a bat, uh, so he went all in. I um, mean, he was part of the one that was physically doing some harm. I don't know who he connected with, but they did catch him uh, with a bat. And then uh, Miss uh, Miss uh, Riley. One thing is like, oh, I got Nancy Pelosi's computer, nan nanny boo. Like that's one thing, but like you went the far so far. Like let me let me. Oh, I got Nancy Pelosi's computer. Let me call and see if these Russians would like to have Nancy Pelosi's right. computer. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, she's trying to sell out this country. So it's like, but y'all let her go home to her mama? And and like, that's the funny thing. Tell the whole story. She released, She got released to her mama. They she got released to her mama on house arrest. On house right. arrest. Right. So to her mama house. To her mama house. Let she's me do something wrong and, let, and release me to my mama. Ooh, I'm gonna be all right because mama's gonna make sure I eat. She's gonna make sure I got the cooking. She, right. I'm probably gonna make sure I stay out of trouble too. So, yeah, please, please release me to mama house if I ever do something. See, that's the thing between like between black, well, it ain't no black privilege. That's the thing between white privilege and without because uh -huh. uh, we we don't know that rule. We don't know that that kind of re reality, which is the funny thing. And Emmanuel found out that, like, yeah, that justice, whatever you think you're trying to fight for, bruh. Yeah, you all in, and now you locked in. Right, you locked in because of the color of your skin, so never get it twisted. White privilege. That When you got white privilege, the door's open for you. And because we're black and we've been dealing with this all our lives, doors always close all the time. And, you know, he he's 
He forgot that. And that's what's kind of interesting with a lot of the black Trump supporters. And, you know, I know I have a lot of friends out there. I have a few friends that are Trump supporters um, that I just never really understood. Like, why would you support this man right here who doesn't care about the well-being of African-Americans? Why would you support somebody who don't even care about the well-being of you? You know what I'm saying? Like Trump is already look, look, he did more pardons than anybody. Like, like, like he what, what was 140 pardons or whatever. But mm -hmm. like he ain't think not to give that man with the horn like a pardon. The man said that, like, hey, Mr. Man was begging for a pardon. Like, remember the uh, like we showed video of the man asking for a pardon. We just said the story. There's that realtor in Dallas that said they like, you know what? I just jumped on my plane, my private plane, by the way, and went down there to support the president. You know what I'm saying? Like, so everybody's saying they're supporting the president. Now y'all got federal felonies on y'all record, <laughs> and y'all facing court, and like he left office and didn't even pardon you. He had the time to pardon you, right. and it was like. Well, I'll see y'all uh, next time. It's crazy. And like, it's somebody that, that y'all still find a way to support. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen. We got some comments rolling in. Uh, Betty said that uh, a message needs to be sent to the world to see that we don't tolerate sedition. Amen. Mm -hmm. Trump incited a revolt and violence against the United States. He should be impeached and thrown in Giselle. Period. Period. Come on, Auntie. Come on, Auntie. I and, see you, uh, Auntie. And, uh, we got the amen from uh, Reggie. Reggie. Hey, hey, cuz. Hey, cousin. So, man, yeah, yeah, like these, like these people need to get a dose of what America is, and like that's my thing. Biden's Justice Department, they need to make sure that they do that. Everybody needs to be held accountable, not just the people who was in in the Capitol, but like all this new information that's coming out now. Like, like they saying that like some of these congressmen was giving them tours the day before, yeah. and texting locations. I'm like, what in the entire f is going what? on? But if it was us, you know, when Black Lives Matter stuff was going down in Washington, D.C., they had the National Guard out there. They had Washington, D.C. cops out there. They had cops flying over the, the Capitol and everything like that. But when this went down, nothing. Nothing. They had their regular day shift on. They 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 had the day shift <laughs> They didn't even call in. For the hey, um, hey. Hey, I know you normally work at night, but we want you to come in a little bit earlier because right. crazy white folk we expecting to be coming in after Trump. You know what I'm saying? Y'all right. didn't call in y'all night shift and, and y'all overnighters. Like, so like I'm like, yeah, this this was definitely an inside job. And I'm looking forward to watching all these white folks go to jail because that's really what it needs to be at this point. Y'all need to go to jail. Everybody has to go. It's like, what's the point of laws and rules and 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 anything if you can do this and get away with it let somebody else do something else yeah i'm with you 100 man i say everybody has to be locked up and go to jail here's another story about white white privilege seattle seahawks lineman chad wheeler now no one's talking about this story right here and i'm gonna tell you why seattle seahawks lineman chad wheeler he was arrested over the weekend for allegedly brutally assaulting his girlfriend last friday chad and his girlfriend who by the way is a black woman he brutally attacked this woman after getting into a heated argument after she refused to bow down to him. Now, after she said no, he allegedly snapped, choked her out until she was unconscious. When she regained conscious, Chad said, wow, you're alive? When police came, Chad's white privilege kicked in. Now, Chad weighs over 300 pounds. He's 6'7". 
And he was uncooperative with police officers. But how's about they didn't even fear for their lives, even though he almost killed this black woman. He was eventually arrested, booked on domestic charge. He was released on $400,000 bond Tuesday morning. Had this had been a black NFL player, everybody will be talking about this and he will be kicked off the team. Now, granted, now Chad was kicked off the team this yeah. week, but come on, man. Again, this is white privilege. It took all that. Yeah, it shouldn't have took all that. And he's huge. Like, like, like he's, he's six yeah. feet tall. He's six inches taller than the regular uh, average man at about 150 pounds more uh, heavier. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. it's like – and then he had this fit of rage. And it's like – my thing is, like, he's now calling it an episode. Uh, we had oh, a little of his, uh, of his uh, thing. So, like, he said it was a mantic episode. Events happened over the weekend. that transpired uh, from uh, – uh-oh, my computer about to uh, die. Can you find my uh, plug? He said um, – uh, to my family, teammates, and fans, uh, and those closest to me, uh, the most important thing right now uh, is for him to take some time and walk away from football and get the help that he needs. Go ahead, go ahead, because <laughs> I, I was gonna say, had this been, a, had this been like, a black NFL player and he choked out his white girlfriend, oh, yeah, yeah oh, we would have been found. Everybody, this well, this past weekend, and we're just now finding about, about this. So like uh-huh. this is this, this is like days into the making, and then too this is the funny thing that I always find like it's funny how you want to cry. Uh, oh, I was bipolar. I had a manic episode. Something's happening. All that like you want to cry that, but it's like in your fits of being. Oh, I'm not in my right mind, but but you in your right mind to be racist to this girl, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you in your right mind to want her to bow down to you, right? So <laughs> this is a manic episode or something where like you might have just been drunk and it sent you to a level that you're not used to being in. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like everybody always want to cry mental illness. Like, do you have history of it? Have you been going to like, do you take medication for it? Like, yeah. do you have a history of it? Like, where where is the evidence that like this is indeed a manic episode or is this like, man, I just had a little bit too. I got a little bit too wasted. Oh, I was messing out with like a little bit of drugs or whatever. And like, uh, I, I wasn't in my right mind. But like everything can't be like, like you can't explain it away by saying that like it was a mental episode and that's how i'm right. going to apologize because some of y'all folks like you said you got some deeper issues and it and it and it concerns uh with your white privilege and and this white supremacy issue mm-hmm. yep how about that leave your comments everybody mad live podcast as we talk about more black girl magic black queens making it happen in addition to our first female vice president we now have our first full-time black female coach in the nfl Shouts out to Jennifer King. She was recently promoted from intern to full-time offensive assistant coach for Washington. This new position actually makes her the first full-time black female coach in NFL history. Yo, that is major right there. Mad props to Jennifer. Um, I just love to see that. I like to see that, you know, the NFL is, uh, because the NFL knows they they really, you know, NFL been messing up lately over the past couple of years, especially with, you know, the protest of Black Lives Matters and the way that they handled the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. I think, I believe this is just a way just to do damage control. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just. Yeah, it could be. I I, 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 like damage control. Yeah. You know, I still haven't watched the NFL game uh, since the Colin Kaepernick thing, because I just believe that, like, there's just inherent racism. And, you know, I love football. Like, I played football, like, all, my, all, all the years of my of, of my young life, you know what I'm saying? 
I like that's just what we do in the South. We love yeah. football, but it's one of the, like I still haven't watched the game since, um, yeah, since since the Kaepernick issue. Just because I would just believe it's just a lot of inherent racism, not just the Callum Kaepernick thing, um, but also uh, just the amount of coaches. Uh, like 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 there's a lot of great black coaches who should be coaches, mm-hmm. who should be head coaches. Uh, you see what uh, my frat brother's doing in uh, in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, he's done well for years, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of black men don't get those opportunities. So that's why, like me, like I like it's. I don't know. Like I'm taking baby steps. I'm gonna try and watch the NFL um, if uh, the Panthers get um, what's his name, Deshaun Watson or somebody. But it like to me, it's just been hard to reconcile with the NFL just because like they got just too much racism all over. Over. Yeah, I agree. Let us know your thoughts. Everybody Mad Live podcast. You know, Vogue magazine is actually publishing an alternate cover of this February issue with an image of Vice President Kamala Harris after receiving a hell of a lot of backlash from the original. Now, the original cover featured the vice president dressed down. A lot of people thought that it was disrespectful and that the cover was too casual for the vice president of the United States. Now, according to Kamala's team, the image was chosen. The image that was chosen for the Vogue cover was not the image both sides actually agreed upon. Harris team said that they were blindsided by the cover of the first one because they thought that the image of Kamala in the powder blue suit should be worn on the cover. Well, all of that's going to be changed because now they're going to reissue that cover and they're, going to, they're actually going to use that on their uh, digital issue too. So, um, you know, what do I think about it? I don't really care. I just feel like there's just so much more stuff to talk about. You know what I mean? But I understand that people thought that, you know, her and the Chucks, um, that they wouldn't have put like, a you know, Hillary or, you know, like just a, a white woman of power in Chucks like that. But then my whole thing is, why did she agree to it? You know what I'm saying? Like maybe or not unless, you know, that was like one of the pictures that was going to be featured on the inside because a picture of her wearing the Chucks makes her more relatable. I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's probably why she did it. Um, so, yeah. So when I think about it, because I'm just talking out loud because I didn't even think about it, but maybe Vogue magazine did play her. You know what I'm saying? I, I think they did play her. That picture that was on the cover with the Chucks, that was a picture that that was supposed to be a part, part of the spread, but it was supposed to be an inside um, picture. It wasn't supposed yeah. to be the actual cover. It was supposed to be one of the inside yeah. pictures. It said that she had a picture of her with uh, a gold background, this picture right here. That's, that's a new that cover that's supposed to be the cover, and mm. now that's going to be on the digital uh, version. So they're going to uh, correct that. But yeah, like I'm like you, like it's just imaging. I ain't worried about somebody's image, and I know it's history, and I know we need to pay pay attention to it and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's worth. Vogue got all this backlash uh, because you didn't capture the president right. It, like somebody messed up, right? Somebody might might have messed up intentionally though, because like you know how folks get. And and guess what? How's about if they're trying to do the whole Jedi mind trick and just get people to go out and buy more issues of Vogue now that they're going to release this second issue with Kamala? What if that was really done with intention? You see what I'm saying? Right. We got to stay woke with the way the media works. You know, this was probably done to. Yeah, yeah. To, let's let's sell this first batch, get people riled up, and then we're going to go ahead and sell this second batch. I can see that. Don't get caught slipping, Shotty. Don't get caught slipping. YFN Lucci's been caught slipping. 
You know he asked the judge this week to grant him a reasonable bond so he can continue to financially take care of his four children and his mother. <laughs> Luthi is currently being held in a Fulton County jail after he was brought up on several charges, including felony murder, aggravated assault, participation in street gang activity, and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. Now, Lucci's girlfriend, Reginae Carter, said that she wants everybody to know, and I'm surprised that she took him back because she unfollowed him when the news came out, but now she's back following him. I guess they're back together. She wants everybody to know that he's in good spirits and yeah, doing your well. Man, right, right. He's doing well, and he's going to be out soon. Now, I don't know if he's going to be out soon now, because it's a murder now. I don't know if he's going to be out soon. I think that's wishful thinking on Reginae's part. Um... It is what it is. I don't really have an opinion. I think that, uh, you know, they're young. You know, she's young, so she's going to go for this type cat right here. Yeah. I don't I mean, I don't, like, I, I mean, like, I she should have asked her dad to get that part and set up with, uh, uh, with her boyfriend, too. Like, they should have got that coordinated. Like, uh, uh, Reginae going to learn. She going to learn. You better use your connections. Daddy done already paid the price to Trump. Daddy done already oh. sold his. Make the. And, I was thinking about this. Like, we was wondering, like, why did Lil Wayne sell his masters? And then he he only sold them for like a hundred million dollars. Like, do you think he sold his sold his masters so he have a little bit of pocket change to buy that part? And probably so. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I would not be surprised. I mean, it it, it was so strategic. And again, I felt like that all just it all coincides too close together you know what i mean yeah, so right. you, know, you, you sell your masters and then all of a sudden you know you're taking pictures with trump and then you get locked up and then right. now all of a sudden you're being part you know like right. come on now yeah that don't make no sense yeah I, I think that there's uh something with that right there well switching um gears to uh more you know like lighter news and everything like that uh little kim the queen bee love little kim and I got to talk about salt and pepper too, because I don't see salt and pepper on this lineup right here, said. But um, Little Kim reveals that the only person that she wants in the industry to play her in a biopic would be Tiana Taylor. There's nothing official right now with the biopic, but Kim says that she has something in the works and she wants to do the biopic just to kind of put all the rumors to rest about herself, which, you know, I get it. Tiana Taylor would be excellent, excellent to play Little Kim, man. Um, I would love to see that go down. I would love to see Tiana. She's talented. She's got the what whole. About Mama? You said what? I said, what about Lil Mama? That's Lil Mama right there, right? I know. Uh, they. Uh, this is the uh, 2016 Hip Hop Honors. Oh, okay. Uh, where they both uh, were uh, doing the Kim, the uh, Lil Kim roles. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see. I would like to see Tiana and Lil Mama would be good too because Lil Mama, she, you know, she did um, well playing Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Uh, she did that TV one movie about the stripper uh, that was uh, backing her boyfriend. Lil Mama's a good actress. I think a lot of people, you know, they sleep on Lil Mama because of the whole shenanigans that she pulled at the VMAs that year with Alicia Keys and oh, Jay yeah. But she's she's really yeah, I know, right? Like, but, <laughs> like Lil, Lil, but Lil Mama, Lil Mama is is super talented, so I can see that too. But uh, I, I'm with Kim. I'm rooting for Tiana Taylor on that. What about you, Notori Norton? She's already played Kim. Yeah, and but Kim didn't like Naturi Naughton because Naturi Naughton was dark skinned. That that's exactly what I was gonna say. I think um, uh, like it's some colorism going on with uh, Lil Kim uh, in that like she's 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 probably more likely to kind of lean towards uh, a fair skinned uh, actress for whatever reason. Yeah. 
Um, before I get into the next story, because um, I don't see it on this thing, but did you watch the salt and pepper biopic? I did. What did you think about it? I didn't like it. It was it was okay for me. A lot of people think that Spinderella wasn't in it. She was in it, but she just wasn't a part of the creative development, the writing, and and uh, that sort of thing. So she didn't have uh, her say in it. So I think that's the part that I want. I want to know where'd y'all find a fifteen year old female DJ that was so hot that that like y'all got her into the group? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's big to me. It is. I felt like they treat, treated little. Um, I'm sorry, I was about to say little Kim. They treated Spinderella like a redheaded stepchild. She was like such an intricate part of Salt and Pepper. She was. She was in the group. She was in all the videos. She was on all the songs. She's on all the album covers. Yeah, she's on all the album covers. So you gotta treat her like a member. So to sit up here and say, "Oh, well, you know, you're not in the group. You're just a DJ." Come on, man. You can't do that to that woman like that. And so that's why Cinderella right now is on some, you know, she's just kind of disappointed the way everything has gone down. You know, she, they, um, she sued Salt and Pepper. They've actually um, settled out of court uh, for thousands of thousands, hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars uh, and, and back pay to Cinderella because she was getting gypped. She wasn't getting the money that she deserved. We remember in 2019 that she came into the news because um, the uh, group uh, put out an announcement that they had released her. They basically fired her. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. saw that happen in 2019. So like I asked Google, Google, who is the members of Salt and Pepper? And it named all three of them, plus the uh, fourth member that um, went out. So everybody, everybody, everybody thinks of Salt and Pepper as a three-person group. Yeah. Except Salt and Pepper. Right. Salt and Pepper, nah, it's just us two. Yeah, and, and and it's kind of messed up too. And you know, I I I've watched the whole you know like uh, after you know the the uh, documentary afterwards. You know, like the live interview with them. Um, I don't know something about salt. She just comes across so when you have like salt and pepper now in a room, pepper looks like a celebrity. Pepper looks like a star. Salt looks like auntie. Like you know, just it, that's just it trying to finish like this first lady because she's trying to go to church. She's just trying to finish this interview so she can go to church. Something looks like she's trying to be a first lady. Yeah, she she tripped me out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, come on, man. Like you, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm not really feeling salt right now, but I didn't. I, and another thing, too, and I know a lot of people going to feel me on I this. I always too. felt that way about her, though. Oh, I used like, to love salt back in the day. Salt was a shit back in the day, but but I think. She's always the one that I, well, well, like in meeting the group, um, uh, just, just having some experience with them. Like, like Spinderella was always my very, very favorite as a person. Uh -huh. Just so sweet and just so down to earth. Next after that was always Pepper. Pepper, Pepper. was always just like Pepper didn't meet a stranger. So like if you met Pepper, like you was cool. Like she, she going to cool. talk to you like, like whatever. But salt, salt was kind of sometimes, sometimes it was great. Sometimes it wasn't. Right, right. And I really wished in the movie that they would have played more of their music. It's almost like I felt yeah. like the, the movie was missing the Salt and Pepper soundtrack. They only maybe like did like play like four songs of their hits from back in the day. But and the most popular I, songs, right? Yeah, their most popular right. songs. But you know, I wanted to see uh, Shake Your Thing. Ow. The song with EU, you know I'll what I'm saying? Man. Like, like, yeah. Like, like what inspired you to write that particular song during that particular season? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because like, to me, there's a lot that you could explore with females rapping um, in that particular era. Like they could have went so many different ways and, and, and I'm with Spinderella. Like y'all didn't tell enough of that stuff. Really, what y'all should have did, like y'all should have did like a three part series. Yeah. Like, like instead of trying to do like a movie on Lifetime, get you a little bit bigger budget. 
get you some sponsors, right. and now you can spread it out and and like dive into some stories because there are some fans who really want to see some of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to have to wait until Unsung so we can hear the story about Spinderella. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, yeah. Like, be on TV One, Spinderella. I, I agree. With, in I, my own words, Spinderella. Right, right. I agree with you 100%. And while we're talking about biopics, uh, the Wendy Williams biopic, you know, Wendy's been making her runs in the media and everything like that. But her biopic airs on Lifetime this weekend, and it's going to be super juicy. I mean, Wendy is telling it all, but I think what's going to be even better than the movie is her little documentary that comes on afterwards where it's two hours she's sitting in her apartment and she's crying and she's looking a mess and she's talking about her husband and just just crazy stuff i just saw an interview where she said that she smashed method man did you know that yeah i well i didn't know that but i saw the headline and and like i don't know i think some people was trying to trying trying to think if that was real but like just kind of knowing that era and what was going on and knowing hip-hop and how she was like 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 Wendy Wendy of the 80s and the 90s and that sort of thing like she looked a lot different than the Wendy's of 2020 like she right. she, she from the face to everything so yeah she was yeah. young you know and, and, and you know how it is you know even like you know you think back to the Wu-Tang Clan days you know that there's you know sex drugs hip-hop the club the VIP rooms you know what I'm saying it was mm-hmm. a good time it was a yeah. good time man uh, so I know Wendy was living her best life, but I was just like, yo, like her and Method Man got it popping. I was, damn, you know, like, wow. But she also talks about, you know, uh, a date rape situation with an R&B singer from the 80s back in the day. So just make sure you all check out Wendy Williams and then we'll talk about it next week, too, on the Everybody Mad Live podcast. Hey, said, did you hear about this 19 year old down here in Atlanta that was arrested in Gwinnett County after being accused of stealing nearly one million dollars? from a Kroger store. Trey Brown spent two (laughs) weeks trading over 40 fake returns to obtain over $980,000 while he was employed at Kroger. 40 fake returns equals to about $24,500 per return. So how did he do it? Police say Trey was essentially creating fake items, taking those items and returning them to a credit card that he had and just making up prices for those items. So according to reports, Trey would take the money from the returns and put them on credit cards to purchase clothes, guns, shoes. And this dude even bought two brand new cars and was driving them to work. He wasn't even slick with it like like I really thought that it was gonna be some grand scheme or whatever, like because like like young folks are real good in IT and with computers and that sort of yeah. thing. So like I thought you was about to say, oh yeah, like he uh had 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 a corporate job and was working in the finance department and got some passwords and shifted some stuff because a million dollars. How how does one Kroger store have a million dollars to be stole? You know what I'm saying? Like that's my thing. It's like where, where is your, where that million dollars is number one? And and I saw some of the transactions. Some of it was small, like seventy five dollars. I can see that, but like, yeah. who is going back to the grocery store and getting a seventy five dollar refund? Who getting a seventy thousand dollar refund? That's what I was about to say. Seventy five thousand dollar refund. Seventy five thousand right. like that. Right. That's crazy. And and no one no one caught him. It took them two weeks. So he was getting away with it. But they say that initially he started out doing ten dollars, twenty dollars, and it grew from that to a hundred dollars, two hundred, five thousand. And he he just went for the gusto. And uh the homie actually trade 
started using lottery redemption codes and depositing the funds on his own debit card. Uh, he's being charged with uh, theft by taking and could face up to 10 years in prison if convicted. Just imagine if he used his power for good. I mean, he could be like uh, a, a crazy IT dude. You know what I'm saying? Making good money. Stunt Queens, boy. That went that then got that good job at the Kroger's. Like I know they didn't pay you twelve dollars. Like they Kroger ain't gonna pay you pay you minimum wage. Then got that good job. Then messed up that good job at the Kroger because you want to get your refunds going on instead of just getting it honest and get and they probably gave you hazard pay too because you are an essential employee. Right, I know, bro. These young folks. It's crazy. It's crazy. Shouts out to everybody checking us out. Everybody Mad Live podcast. Okay, we were talking about this earlier. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but the Keisha Cole Ashanti versus battle, it went down. It was, I mean, I caught clips online. It looked like it was a mess. This has been delayed twice. First, Ashanti tested positive with Corona. And then the uh, spike in positive cases caused for a second schedule to be delayed. Then the third time it popped off with a lot of drama. Keisha Cole showed up drunk, uh, showed up an hour late. She had a bad attitude. People, they were calling her out online. Uh, The word is that she was struggling with technical difficulties, which might explain the funky energy and attitude. But after the battle, she revealed that she contracted COVID just eight days before she was unable to rehearse with the versus team, which likely contributed to the technical issues. So my question is said, if that's the case, Keisha didn't have on no mask and OT Genesis was around her. So she's positive people around her, but she ain't got on no mask and she's not quarantined doing this Corona. Like she's doing this whole versus battle what you're not even supposed to be doing the battle. Keisha lying. She ain't had no COVID. She just had a bad attitude and just wanted to have something to explain it on. She ain't had no damn COVID. She just had a bad stank attitude because it done got postponed 511 times. And 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 Ashanti came on there and had a better um backdrop than her. She had some sponsors like Doritos that um she didn't expect to get paid from. So uh Keisha, Keisha just mad. Yeah, so they say that this battle actually raked in over 8.1 million viewers. And I said, you is that correct? Because it might have been. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, 8.1. I was not a, a part of the uh, viewing audience. I have no interest to be. Uh, Reggie said he didn't watch it either because he already knew it was going to be garbage. Yeah, it started an hour late. It started a whole, whole hour late. Like, yeah. who? Like, <laughs> When did Keisha Cole and Ashanti become somebody who I who who I wait for for a whole hour? <laughs> for a whole hour, Keisha, what, what, like what? Are they Frankie Beverly and Maze? Like, did I like? Is this Beyonce? Like, did I miss something? Like, like, girl, this is a versus that is free. Right. We wait. We wait an hour for Beyonce. We ain't waiting no hour for no Keisha Cole. I'm at, sorry. At but some people live for it. So Danny Lay, she's been getting dragged on social media. If you all don't know who Danny Lay is, Danny Lay is a singer. She got a new song out called Yellow Bone. She previewed it online and a lot of people were dragging her for the lyrics. And she said, why can't I make a song about my light skin baddies? Why y'all think I'm hating on other colors when there's a million other songs speaking of all types? 
Why y'all so sensitive and take it personal? Now, many felt that the track was offensive due to the colorist lyrics and that Danny is Dominican American. She's not black. She's currently dating the baby who has a dark skinned baby mama named Mimi. Shouts out to Mimi in North Carolina. Anyway, people are assuming that she was trying to flex her light skin privilege in an attempt to bash the baby's ex. And you know, here's her apology. I think people twisted it into thinking like I'm trying to bash another woman, another skin tone. Like that was never my intention. I wasn't brought up like that. I never looked at my skin as a privilege. I never looked at me as I'm better than somebody because of my skin tone. Nah, like I see brown skinned women flaunt their skin all the time in music. Like why can't I talk about mine? If you look at me, I'm light skin, I'm a yellow bone. In my opinion, that's just what I am. So it's like, it wasn't something that I looked at so deeply, which I can see why people will take it deeply. So I understand and I'm sorry that I wasn't sensitive to the topic when I wrote my comment, like, why are you guys taking it so personal? Because it can be a personal thing to certain people because colorism is a real thing. So I do get it, but I'm not. I'm not. Oh, you said pretty, but saying like, if India, if India, I can be like brown skin. Why well, can't be like yellow skin? Like, like, like if piano is gonna be like, be, be like brown sugar bay. Why can't I be like yellow sugar bay? Never mind. And Beyonce got that song, Brown Skin Girl. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so I, I, I get what you're saying. I can't be proud of my yellow skin. Y'all proud of y'all brown skin. I think people just have enough time. You know, people got a lot of time on their on their hands right now being quarantined. You know, so if, if there's something that Black Twitter don't like, they're going to stand up. I think, you know, they were just dragging. But see, my whole thing, if she's Dominican, isn't that still... That's to me black. Like, we need to get, get out this, this, like, all right, well, it's still black. To me, Hispanic is black. Like, we didn't start talking about Hispanic until Nixon got in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's just one of those things that we just continue to fight, like the colorism, and that's just another way that we can just fight each other. Yeah. I agree 100%. Hey, Say, you, know, you said what? I said we need to learn how to stop fighting each other. Yeah, we really do, man. I think my, my, my vision has gotten worse since COVID. What is that called? Long haulers disease or something or the long haul or something? I don't know. Like I, I put my readers on because I went to the optometrist uh, a couple of months ago and they were like, oh, you got to get readers. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm officially getting older. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like wearing contacts. And I have to use readers to read when I'm, you know, like doing the show and stuff like that. But even the readers, like tonight, I felt like I was, you know, mm-hmm, it's just bad. Now it's kind of foggy right now. Oh, yeah. Well, you're closing in on your 60th birthday. So have you gotten your uh, colonoscopy yet? Like, I think that's about, it's probably about time for you to get that when you get to about 60, right? So <clears throat> schedule all your appointments and everything that you need. because We want you to be safe and healthy. <laughs> And all that good stuff. You are funny, man. Okay, so said, why didn't we? Um, so okay, so that's it. Is that it for tonight? Because I had some more stories, but I see we edit some of those stories out. Did you? Oh, the Raz B thing. Remember? Oh, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, my bad. I I I think I probably uh, inadvertently took that out. But he wants uh, Chris Stokes to get a. Uh... But didn't we talk about that recently, though? Uh, kinda. We don't. We don't have to do it then. 
Yeah, that was the only one that we uh, skipped. Yeah, that was uh, the only one that was taken out. Okay. Yeah, and, and the Spinnerella, but we caught that. So I do want Chris. I do want Chris Stokes. I mean, since we're talking about, it, I do want him to get busted because I mean, Rasby has always like stayed true to his story of being molested by yeah. Chris Stokes back in the day. So um, you know his story. He's he's he stayed with that same story. So I actually believe him. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm, Chris Stokes needs to be the Me Too movement can like work. A, in that. There needs to be a surviving Chris Stokes on Lifetime. That's what I say. I think that people are brushing it under the table because he's a dude, and you know, like Raspy is like, you know, people are calling him gay and everything like that. But I mean, the reality is, you know, he's just because he was molested doesn't make him gay. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. you know how ignorant people can be. Yeah. So yeah, I, but I do. Sometime too, yeah. And lifetime might well, like lifetime is turned is turned into like the urban movie uh channel because like they got yeah, they so are. many. And then you got uh Vivica Fox. Uh, she got her whole little uh series of Lifetime, whatever she's doing over there. So Lifetime. Is, I, I actually uh, watched some of those movies when I was um you know quarantine and stuff. Yeah, they're actually pretty good. They're actually pretty good. But what I was gonna say was was that Marcus Houston. We know what you did too. Raz B. I'm just well, saying. I think that wraps up the show. I was on the ground covering that when I was doing radio, so I could tell y'all some stuff. But um, allegedly, about, uh, yeah, like we we uh, like my last show in Detroit. Well, my first show in Detroit, we had uh, Omarion as the headliner when he was real big, and he just became solo uh, artist, and then um. He was on the Fritz with obviously the rest of the group and really out with uh, Raz B. Guess who showed up at my concert and had to uh, find a way to get security? Uh, well, Omarion was trying to get security on guess who? Raz, Raz B. B. Yeah. Yep. Because so, they, so it was an incident at my concert. Because because the narrative, they tried to spin a narrative that Raz B was crazy and that he was losing yeah. his mind, saying that you know he had been molested and all this kind of stuff, but. You know, it was kind of weird. Like, I remember watching, um, what was that, MTV Cribs back in the day? And yeah. when, you know, Chris Stokes was like, okay, this is my house, and Raz B lives with me, it just felt weird. You know, I was like... It looked weird. Yeah, like, okay, like, why y'all living together? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's that all... And, and, and like, they never felt like they were perfect. Like, like, like way long ago, like when Immature came out and then like, like that one video where like all of them are in white underwear, like, like that was just the weirdest things. Like, like why is, I'm, I'm like, why is that on TV? And I, I think that's something that's okay. Well, and, and, and so the reason why, you know, I, I wanted to bring this up too is because there was an interview that was supposed to air on Fox Soul this, uh, actually this week. And Chris and Marcus Houston did a cease and desist so Rasby's story wouldn't get out because, you know, they're afraid of, you know, Rasby's story is starting to build momentum now. People are really oh. saying, oh, you know, like we are starting to believe him and see Chris Stokes is a he's a, you know, big time film director. He, do, he directs a lot of films. You know, Marcus Houston, I, I don't know what he's well, Marcus Houston writes and produces now uh, in the film industry. So, you know, they're just trying to protect themselves and they got a lot of power in the industry now. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. So, uh, Raz B, though, I, I, I really want people to, you know, just be on the lookout because I think the truth is going to come out about Chris Stokes and Raz B and Marcus Houston. So, yeah. you heard it here first. You heard it here first on Everybody Mad Live. 
we'll definitely uh, keep watching that story. And then we're kind of keep working on some more things to uh, follow up with the uh, rest of the uh, Everybody Mad the Live podcast. We really want to thank everyone for uh, joining us right here on another Thursday. Um, please like and share us on whatever platform you're on. Uh, we're at solo.2 slash everybody mad. Um, wherever you get your uh, podcast or wherever you get your videos, uh, please like us or share us. We really appreciate it because it helps us uh, spread the word and uh, get out. And uh, so we can bring you more content. What? I'm really is just flexing. Asparagus? This is just a flex so people will know that I'm trying to eat healthy and lose a little weight. That's all that is. It, it ain't shit, y'all. I'll never eat on the podcast, but now I'm trying to show y'all I'm eating asparagus. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all, all in the camera. Like, like what is what is going on with this? Man? Like, it's really, really great. But yeah, uh, it's just a flex. It's just a flex. Trust me. Straight up, straight up. But uh, make sure you uh, get us wherever you get your podcast, and also watch us and thumbs up and all that good stuff that, that definitely helps us. We're working on some good content for the rest of the year. Uh, we'll be uh, visiting some financial things and um, bringing some doctors in and um, some mental health uh, issues. Um, I'm working on a. Um, episode for the next week or so so we'll talk about mental health and how it's affecting us um black men and black folks and also survivors of covid because i know there's some mental health components um to there as well so got some good stuff coming up in store but we really really appreciate you for joining us right here on the everybody mad the live podcast everybody have a safe and blessed week and don't forget to follow us on the everybody mad live podcast instagram facebook and twitter and you can follow me, Kenya Kabeen, one on Facebook, Kenya Kabeen on Instagram and Twitter. All right. Making sure I ain't missing any comments. Um, showing some love. Thanks, cousin. Got some uh, love. People throwing out some love to us. Polo. Uh, oh. All right. Got those coming in. Uh, thanks for joining us right here. Karen and Sandra, we appreciate you joining us right here on the Everybody Mad the Live podcast. Hey, Sandra. Uh, and Reggie, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you joining us and glad you enjoyed the show. Reggie. It's been another one. Episode 37 is over. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Why you got to take another big bite? I'm trying to flex. I'm telling you. Salmon and asparagus. I'm gonna make me some salmon. And it was black and two said, Hey, we should do a oh shit. I got grease all on my mat. But it's been real. Everybody mad the live podcast. We'll see you next week.